Previously on Dice Weave. Hey, uh, Bell, just quick question. Uh, what, what do you do with a corpse here? Hey, uh, hey, Pete. What the fuck did you do? Congratulations on, I assume, your first open heart surgery? Okay, wait, who's this guy? He'll gesture to Surge. He's an inter-recursional heart surgeon. Isn't that cool? I do owe Pete my life, so I am willing to help in a way that I can. Pete, you snagged yourself a life dead? Is Surge short for something? Yes, it is short for surgeon. I don't suppose your heart machine has enough gene editing technology to get us past their scanners. Actually, I think I might be able to make a device that could perhaps hack them. (laughs) I'm so glad I get to be part of this. Welcome to the team, Surge. I am now recording in the the audacity. I have the audacity to record. Oh my gosh. I have audacity for a lot of reasons. Recording's not one of them, but it's on. (laughs) (laughs) And we are also recording. Amazing. (laughs) Anyway, where do we want to start? Hmm, that's a good question. We could start just immediately where we left off and making plans and such. I mean, I don't know if we need to do that, because... That's that's fair. We already kind of did a bunch of planning, right? I feel like we have a pretty good understanding of what's going on at this point. I don't know if you actually made a plan. Yeah, we, we figured out how to, like, do the scan thing, but we still have no idea how we're gonna get down there and, like get in there long enough to, like, plug in the little beetle and not get thrown out. Fair enough. We had a brainstorm session. (laughs) Yeah. I have ADHD. Those are the same things. (laughs) (laughs) Feel that. (laughs) 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 Cries in NeuroSpicy. I am, in fact, sitting in a nest of over 16 notebooks right now that are a result of my ADHD, so, uh... Yay! This is an important fact uh, to me that everyone knows. I don't have ideas. (laughs) You're the DM! Shut the fuck up! (laughs) Show's over, folks. Nice (laughs) weave. Demonstrably untrue, in fact, you motherfucker. (laughs) feels like it so the things that we need to figure out we need to figure out how to get oh we need to figure out where the encephalocomb is how to get inside and how to figure out where the vault that we need to access is going to be you know the the general location within like one or two tunnels yeah that's close enough it's yeah it's i'm not that concerned about finding it also, I don't think part of the corrupted message is that we don't know what they were trying to get, isn't it? Uh, you're trying to get the memories of Bo Berto. Okay, right, yeah. From pod JX373. So I think I think that's the number. I have 51 bits, an umbilical, nano infusion, a gun, and some blood remover. Oh, and a slime. And haptic hallucination pills. So if we need to drug a drug a guard or something, I do have that on hand. 
<laughs> Always handy. So I think the biggest issue for us then is just going to be... It, it's really just getting in the door. Yeah. So Okay, the main obstacles that you're aware of are getting in the door... You just need to you need to get past the f- like perimeter guards in the front door, and then survive long enough to have the system recognize you as being there for whatever excuse you come up with, and have the beetle project obligato program into the system. Um, if you can come up with an excuse in the system for why they weren't notified ahead of time, even better. Then there are. It depends on how you want to try and approach things, but the main like way to the memory pods would be a series of three security checkpoints, which appear to be on some kind of weird rotation. There's a bit of inconsistency as to what they are. And then there's the actual gene locks that uh, give you access to the various pods in the encephalocomb. Okay. Um, those are probably the big ones. Yeah, and I assume we're back at our little uh, base again. Sure. Because we probably would not want to plan the heist in the open I- at a restaurant like we were before. I guess we've brought Surge. <laughs> yeah, we can bring Surge. I think you went by Serge's place and Serge grabbed uh, some materials and is going to work on this device for you. So Serge is here and currently doing inventor shit to try and piece together this gene lock recoder thing. Bella's just sitting on the couch looking over all of these like plans that... Like, we don't have paper here, but I imagine all of us, like, have our little tablets and we've all set them out on the table to have as much of the information just, like, visible as possible. And it's just sitting there staring at it, racking her little brain. I know you were stabbing things to the wall. (laughs) We did have a murder wall with a bunch of tablets stabbed into it. Yeah, Yeah. because we don't have paper. And you're connecting things with, like, string from your pants. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> important lore and uh, continuity yep alright what's the cu- the current update of the murder wall I think we have um, a tablet with like Serge's device written on it that's got a string connected to another tablet that says vault vault lock and it's uh, connected with a string to something else that I do think at this point we ran out of tablets, and so we just started, like, writing on the walls. <laughs> There's a little cartoon of a beetle next to the uh, the vault. And he has a little speech bubble saying, I'm a spy. <laughs> so I think the one point of confusion for me, and I guess Pete by proxy right now, is... How much of this heist is, like, in cyberspace, and how much of this is us needing to get to specific physical places? Uh, It's basically entirely about needing to get to this place. The encephalocomb is cut off from the rest of the Allsong due to some kind of material that surrounds it. So it presumably has its own internal like computer network type of thing, but it is not connected to the Allsong itself. 
and you'll need a beetle, which you have. The, you have this little beetle thing that can basically reprogram the network to have whatever excuse you want for why you are there. You can basically say, oh, we're, uh, we have an appointment or we work here. You know, come, come up with something that you think is plausible because uh, that the network at least will be able to say, okay, no, they, they belong here. Uh, sorry for not telling y'all ahead of time. Here's an idea. For reason. We're here to examine the security systems and therefore you must turn them all off. It's been a minute, and what is the what is the usual clientele of the encephalocomb? I think we've told this at some point, but it is the, essentially the Bank of Switzerland of memories. Uh, it is utilized probably by all factions, but on the DL, and possibly by unknown individuals and people. It is generally when someone wants to hide extracted memories in a hyper-secure way to the point where most people don't even believe that the place really exists. This place is on the level of Area 51 rumor mode. I see. So is our memories stored here, or are they more like, is this a place that like takes memories from you or just kind of, you know, logs memories? Little of this, little of that. I see. Bo Berto's memories in particular were explicitly stated to have been extracted. They were removed from his... There, there were bits of his brain that seemed to have been removed, or there was evidence of memories being removed, and they figured out that they probably are stored at the encephalocomb. All right. So, I guess uh, Clone Pete will be uh, at the whiteboard. Um kind of looking at the sort of, uh, I guess, beetle, like, uh, beetle can give us reason to be there, with reason, I assume, with a question mark, and Pete will, clone Pete will be uh, just jotting down ideas, and regular Pete will, uh, I, I assume, uh, Bell's in the general location, regular Pete will sidle up and just be like, uh, what you writing there? So, uh, you, you know that, like, idea where, uh, <laughs> that, that, like, TV show we watched where someone was trying to, like, sneak into a complex and he was pretending to be, like, a diaper delivery boy for, and he was like, <laughs> if the lie is embarrassing enough, nobody questions it. And, um, I was thinking we could maybe do that. Like, uh, what's the worst possible memory we could be trying to get extracted for like uh i mean we're clones right like could we be being used in a horrible like incredibly cursed and specific pornography uh, I, do you even know how porn works no but i you saw how i was made it was gross someone's probably into that <laughs> 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 I guess there were fluids involved. I uh, is that that complicated? Uh, <laughs> oh boy. I I'm really not sure that's how that works. Uh, do you know how that works? No, not not really. Now hang on. Not about that. That's 
Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> Never bring that up again. But we do have two of you. What if we play it this way? Pete, you are here to get something valuable extracted and stored. Other Pete, you're an imposter who is here to intercept and steal original Pete's memories. Oh, that sounds fun. And way less gross than the other thing. That works as a distraction while the rest of us can pull off the actual heist. I mean, I, this sounds like a really good like plot for something, but it, th- in terms of our actual situation, why would... Oh, okay. How do I explain this? If if the encephalocomb is already high security and something happens, like, right in the entrance, they're probably just going to not let us in. Well, we don't need it to get to right at the entrance. We could have our beetle mask Pete's entrance as legitimate, have him get significantly into the building. Other Pete would also match the genetic codes connected to that. Honestly, it seems like he'd be more used splitting them up some other way, though. This is why we have these conversations. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's workshop time. I See, could fill him with nanomachines that I know wherever he is. Team needs to have a lot of, uh, you know, diverse input. This is good. Or I could what? fill anybody else with nanomachines and I'd know where they are. Uh, can you do anything else with the nanomachines? I can fill other things and know where they are. One way... One way or the other, though, it does sound like we have essentially a very official-looking piece of paper that'll say that we're here for a reason, and we just need some manner of making that not get questioned as much as possible, because outside of this beetle thingy, we uh, don't really have much basis in this recursion, or let alone the encephalocomb. All right, then. I was just going to say, you're, one of us should act like they're just some rich fuck who wants to pay to have their memory stored here or something. Clone Pete speaks up. Uh, wait, sorry, no, regular Pete speaks up. Wait, uh, weren't you guys, like, going to meet, like, a group that they gave you the beetle thingy? Uh, like, well, are they related to the, this, these guys at all? Or are they, like, an underground criminal organization type of deal? Oh, pretty much everything's a criminal organization here. There's not much underground about it. Nobody really has to add that much. There's underground shit happening, but that's beside the point. The point is, they asked me to take something uh, from there, too, so if they had access, I doubt they'd be asking for me to take shit. Yeah, it was specifically mentioned that they can't support you going in to take something that isn't theirs. You can't walk into someone else's security deposit box and be like, hmm, this is mine now. Yeah, <laughs> as much as you may want to. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay, sorry, out of character. Didn't we learn of, like, a super fucking crazy doomsday cult on, on Rook? What was that called again? The Karoom. The Karoom. Uh, this, I guess uh, this would be regular Pete's direction to, question to, I guess, to anyone. Uh, 
What about, uh, the Karoom? They seem kind of insane. Uh, we could p pretend to be those guys and they, do, do they have anything to do with anything in this place? I, I'm not sure if they're like, have precedence here or, or just a bunch of crazy people that nobody pays money. Pete, why exactly do you want us to pretend to be the most crazy, dangerous people around? Uh, they're not the most crazy or dangerous. They're certainly the most weird, in my opinion. They, they aren't? Oh, honestly, no. They seemed rather scary to me. Oh, they're fucking terrifying. But really, I think the biggest thing, like... <sighs> Okay, there's a lot of shit to be scared of or worried about on Rook. There's a lot to be, oh, anxiety about. But, I mean, for the most part, everybody has their own fucking secret spy agenda, whatever the fuck. The, each group is trying to take over the world or something, whatever their bit is. But, really, as far as anything is concerned, the Karoom are mostly just a bunch of self-important dickheads who run around thinking they own the place. Well, that sounds familiar. Just like Zal's a bunch of capitalist dickheads. There's a bunch of shit going on all the time. I would like to have a chance to go to Earth before they blow it up, at least. This yeah. was an attempt at humor. Did it work? <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, you know, good first shot. You need to work on your delivery, but that's a good attempt. But, uh, yeah, I kind of figured that whatever organization would be the would have the most least basis in like reality like it feels like if we pretend to be i don't know some sort of organization we'd need to be able to uh list some sort of important ties or whatever to make our you know reasoning a bit more i guess airtight but if we're just the crazy people that want to bring about a apocalypse and wipe us from the map. I, I can talk crazy just fine. Uh, well, they're crazy, but they certainly still have all their paperwork in order and shit. They're not just batshit. Didn't you say something about... Uh, you were talking about uh, a janitor. Aren't there stories of people doing heists by pretending to be janitors? What kind... Does the acephala could meet a janitor? Does... I, I don't know. I know nothing of this, but it's a, it's a thought. I mean, most of the time I imagine they have their own staff, but we could try to say that we're there for, like, inspection? Again, we say that we're here to inspect the security systems, and that way, when we're fiddling with them, it'll be less suspicious. Yeah, yeah, should have listened to that one right away. Sorry. It's okay, I'm used to being ignored. Well, you shouldn't be. You're not going to be anymore. I'm just stupid, all right? <laughs> Nev, you are a valuable member of this team, and you should not feel like we're discounting your ideas. That's a solid thought. Surge uh, kind of flashes Nav a consoling smile. <laughs> Aw. I have an out-of-character question. How much do we in character know about the guy whose memories were stealing uh not a whole lot i don't think basically just his name basically what we got from the recordings yeah basically what you know from the recordings which is boberto apparently did contract work for the 
Improbable Geographical Society in back in the 60s. Uh, in particular, it, it seems that he had some ties to the uh, facility that you are now operating out of at the estate. But he died before they could like talk to him and uh, also had some memories removed much longer before he died. And he seems to have died under natural circumstances. Would we know if the Impossible Geographical Society also operates in Rook? Oh, uh, go ahead and make a make a make a make an intellect check. Make a think. All right. What should we do? Uh, just basic. Are you? How specific of information are you looking for? Because the the more specific it is, the more difficult it will be to beat. I'm basically, would it be suspicious if a representative of this group showed up to collect memories from one of their members? Hmm. Ooh. Interesting. I like that. I could be slick. Go ahead and roll a level... One check because three. we're awesome and we deserve the easy time. <laughs> Level th- three check. Well, that's not so bad. Yeah, it's really not bad. I'm being generous. <laughs> oh, I know, <laughs> but I'm a baby. And you can spend effort if you desire, etc. All right, I am going to spend one effort. Okay, so three points from your pool minus edge if you have it. That is an eighteen. Oh, hell yeah, okay. Nathan. Hey. You know that the Improbable Geographical Society is a very loose organization that kind they it's been around for a while, but it's mostly kind of it's generally seems to be free agents. Whatever was going on at the the Casaloma facility was something of an outlier as far as their operations, but there are certainly people they 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 travel all over the place. They catalog recursions. That's kind of their whole bit. And they certainly would have at least have had agents on Rook at some point. Who knows if they come through or not anymore? But it, you know. Uh, so how dif- how weird would it be for them someone to show up and ask after it? I mean. You don't know the circumstances of the memory removal, but it's, I mean, it, it, if anyone were to ask for such memories, it would be someone from the IGS. Unless the memories were taken by force and put in there by somebody who, you know, does, didn't really like the guy. Entirely possible. Hmm. Which seems kind of... Likely. It seems possible, but at the same time, would whoever runs the place instantly know that? Because there's... It was a while ago. uh, Yeah, and not to mention there's a lot of, like, we don't know how many, but there seems to be a lot of memory here. This is the memory bank. So I doubt they know the story or circumstance of every one of them, and who knows if they recorded that. And if it's important to absolutely anybody but us. So we might be able to just get away with that. That seems like a good as plan as any that we've come up with thus far. 
it's high risk, but if this place operates on secrecy at the level that we believe they do, I think we have a chance. We only have one pass to get through, so we can't split the team up under other pretenses. It has to be one or the other. I've gone into situations with worse odds. And again, nanomachines, so at some point, if we uncover a piece of particularly cumbersome, I don't know, mechanics or something, I might be able to burn them out. You've got your nanomachines. I have my nullification ray. Oh, I also have slimy. I hold up the jar of slime. Go right, that thing. <laughs> Surge turns and is like, oh, what, what is that? Oh, it eats through anything. Concerning. Yes, that's why I keep it in the jar, mostly. It, why is it not eating through the jar? Nav looks like they might start having a panic attack. <laughs> it, it, that it's probably specially made. It's some s- one specific material that it's immune to or something, right? What if that material's somewhere else? <laughs> Nav, as a paradox, uh, if you'd like to make a roll regarding why. Nav stares at the jar very, very hard and uh, makes a roll. Okay, it's a level one, I believe. Okay. Uh, one be level two reduced by your skill. In- I got a sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you understand that this thing is a cipher. It is a conceptual unit of the strange that changes shape depending on the recursion. It's not such that the it is not eating through a container. It is more that this, as a whole conceptual unit, has not been activated and utilized. Um, ah. The container would disappear. Uh, once it was done. Right, right. It's not turned on yet. <laughs> you, oh, yeah. You haven't turned sense. on the acid eating, uh, like acid slime? Essentially. Damn, that just makes me want to pop that shit in my mouth like it's a Mentos. <laughs> that would turn it on. Would that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that would. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you'd be able to put the container in your mouth, and if you popped- Challenge accepted! It's like a jar. It's like- Yeah. It's like jam jar-sized minimum. Yeah. Can you swallow a jam jar? I knew a guy who could swallow banana hole, but that's because he had a lot of practice with banana-shaped objects. I suppose you could probably- <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you could probably put the jar up your butt, because you can fit a raccoon up your butt. <laughs> Okay, well, that's because of the raccoon's plasticity, not because of this, like, your ass's ability to accept larger payloads. I, I don't it's think a it's a bit of both. Depending on how big the jar is, I've seen butt plugs bigger than jars. Yeah, there's definitely. But again, this is a lot like putting a baggie of like meth up your ass. There's a serious like risk factor involved there. So that's what it means to be eaten out. Uh, we had to get our sex jokes in for this episode (laughs) so you're welcome audience it wasn't my fault this time Rook is a horny place for some reason Um, (laughs) I also have these drugs that will cause people to hallucinate in a way that affects them physically 
I feel as though this is a last resort in such a high-security facility. However, if we need to get rid of somebody quickly, it might be helpful. It is notable that it's probably easier for to take it yourself than it is to force-feed it to someone. What possible use is there for pers- like? Getting yourself so high you hallucinate things that aren't there but are also physically affecting you. Because it lets you, like, walk through walls if you think there's no wall there. Oh! It's whatever it (laughs) I thought it was like if you thought you were being attacked by bees, you'd be attacked by bees. That is Uh, also true. (laughs) (laughs) But how much control do you have over your hallucinations? How good of an imagination do you have? Pete. (laughs) <laughs> Hi Pete, I want you to take this pill And if anything goes crazy Take it We could blindfold one of the Pete's And bring them in so they don't know And describe the room to them Before giving them the drugs That way, when they turn their When they unblindfold them They will see the room as we described it And be able to just get what they want Okay, but that's actually such a good plan That's such a good idea not, not maybe not specifically for this, but in general, that's a cool idea. Yeah, that is actually, yeah, that sounds pretty dope. Pete, which one of you volunteers to be the blindfold victim? Uh-huh. Also, this is an important question. I feel like we should ask: Do the Pete's come back together at the end of this, or do we have to bring them both home, or will one of them melt if we try that? I do feel like we should consider this before. Before we get into potentially life-threatening situations. Because if we can only bring back one of the Pete's, we should protect the one that we can bring back. No offense, other Pete. If if someone wants to make a roll on this, or unless you know Pete. Okay, let me... Pete's the one who should know. Yeah. P- would Pete inherently know? Uh, let, let's, let me check. Is, is it in the fine print of the contract? <laughs> That, feel, yes. that feels believable. Can we get the automated voice lady to tell us? <laughs> Roll to remember from that one uh, partner I had in the past who spawned. <laughs> Roll to read the fine print. I am trained in quantum mechanics, but I don't know if that is uh, relevant in this situation. No, he seems pretty there. Doesn't seem terribly quantum. Yeah, this is explicitly a clone. Okay. <laughs> I I I can tell you if you'd like. Uh yeah, I, I The the Pete clone is an effect of his focus, which means that when Pete translates and no longer has that focus, the other Pete will disappear. Presumably into abeyance as well, cuz he's they're basically they're kind of connected. Okay. So and if Clone Pete dies. It's not gonna hurt regular Pete. No. Beyond like the emotional trauma of seeing yourself die, which is like next level to the last level of emotional trauma we put him <laughs> under. So you Honestly, know. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. There, there is a little bit. I think there is some like psychic backlash or something, and he can't clone for like a week or something. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's basically he'll be it fine. Probably sucks. I'm not like downplaying <laughs> that. I just you know. But no, like, oh, he'll also die. They're soul-linked. <laughs> yeah, no. If Prime Pete dies, Clone Pete will also die, I think. Yeah. Unless he's, like, a really high level, in which case you can, like, start swapping between. But uh, 
It's not like the original book, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where all of the toons can create clones of themselves that survive for a little while, even if the <laughs> other one dies. Yo. What the fuck? Yeah, the original Who Framed Roger Rabbit's wild. Can they just keep cloning themselves then and become immortal as... No, the the secondary one does fade away after after a while. Like, they aren't permanent fixtures. So if you make one, it can last for a while. And if you die in that time, it will last for as long as it was going to before you died. Okay. Anyways, a genie did it is the answer to the book. <laughs> what? <laughs> Spoilers for Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the book. I have a copy of it. Okay. Okay. He rewrote the book after the movie came out to make it more like the movie because the book wasn't very good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I got off on one of my animation history tangents. These things have been known to happen to me. It's all good. (laughs) Uh, So do we want to try and break in as a member of the IGS? I don't hate that plan. What are the logistics of us, like, breaking up the party once we're inside? That seems like a bad idea. Yeah, okay, so you've got the blueprints that they were planning with. So there are the three security checkpoints. Those are connected to security rooms that are accessible, sort of separated from things, but those are accessible via different area. There are some other hallways and whatnot. There are, like, back rooms, I think. (gasps) back rooms but they are pretty careful to like avoid having those connect to the vault in any way or get too close to them um i think understandably yeah that does make sense this is what i'm thinking we come in as a member of the society we have our blind friend pete too this might also Reduce the suspicion that he is a clone on behalf of the fact that we will cover his eyes, an identifiable feature that many people use to identify faces. This is accurate, yes? Uh, yeah. Uh, sure. We bring blind Pete and regular Pete and everybody else to the vault. And I pour slime on it. We take what we need and leave. I feel like the whole, like, blind and, like, the slime thing might be more useful in another situation. I feel, once we're in, we shouldn't have any issue finding what we need. Fine. It, it seems as if I am creating a device to allow you to hack the vault systems and open doors that you would not be able to otherwise open. Is that, yeah. that correct? Yeah, I think that was the plan, Doc. Um, Serge. My my name is Serge. It's a moniker of affection. Ah. Uh, I just know others named it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just curious if this larger group is going to attract more suspicion than if we went in as, you know, two or three people. And I'd kind of get that, but at the same time... Could we get in separately? Notably, I guess worthwhile, is even though the beetle only changes things in like one instance and isn't a persistent thing, it can change whatever information in the system you want. So if you want to set up like multiple quick appointments or something, 
that I don't see why you couldn't. So we could split up. Would they let two separate groups be in the encephalocome at the same time? That's a great question. It it seems like a security risk. I'm not sure they'd let two groups be in at the same time. For the explicit reason that they could be working together or just, you know, uh, privacy risks or whatever like that, but... I mean, I, if the rest of us need access to a thing, I do have these. This is Clone Pete talking. He uh, proffers the surveillance set that Bell gave him during their whole spiel. Oh, uh, what's that? It's, sorry, my uh, memory of the event was hazy, but I know that if I place this one down, we'd be able to uh, have... Everybody, uh, effectively, at least the other person holding this, be able to essentially see through it. But I'm not sure if that would, uh, give us, give them, I mean, this is, it seems to just be a looking glass sort of situation. I'm not sure if we'd, unless we'd fed them particular directions, uh, I guess the big question is, is that, so this beetle will give us a temporary reason, and, uh, Serge's device will give us access. Is there anything else we need? You need to be able to get to the encephalocome through the Veritex, which is known for having uh, monsters in it. You also need to get through these three security checkpoints, which might be gotten through the help of a representative, but if you don't have one of those, then you might have to get past some things on your your own i see uh, wasn't there like actual stuff that might try to kill us in there maybe we all just want to go together i mean i'm not sure is there any context in which uh a lot of us could uh be a large group going into the encephalocome I mean, my first thought is just that Rook's a dangerous place. There could be one main member of the IGS here to retrieve the information, and the rest of us are just guards insurance. Including two Pete's. I mean, hey, extra bodies. What about the security systems? We don't have a representative, and I don't think at this point we're going to be able to make any friends. None that'll be helpful in this situation. What do we know about these locks? I imagine the nanomachines frying them is going to attract some unwanted attention. More than likely. Ditto with the goo. Unfortunately. The nullification ray only works on ciphers and artifacts and such, so that's not going to help us with this. Which locks are you referring to right now? The security checkpoints. Okay, Uh, yeah, based on what you heard from the recording, there's a wide variety of weird shit that can be a security checkpoint. Uh, There was a maze that was mentioned. There was a bunch of uh, splice dogs mentioned, like just a room of those. There was, I believe, a riddle mentioned, and I believe there was a, what was the other one? My point is there's a variety of things that could be checkpoints. Would melting through a maze be suspicious? I mean, didn't the guys who were chasing after say that those really could be 
just about anything. I think we may need to just do some improv there. I feel like, though, out of character, if getting to the entrance, wouldn't the beetle give us access to get through the security checkpoints? They would give you the right to go through them. Uh, Normally, there's a representative who would be scheduled to meet with you and lead you through. Uh, I see. Is it at all possible? Do you think, are any of us, uh, oh God, I don't know why I'm asking this. Could any of us pretend to be the representative that's supposed to escort us? Can try to put it in the system. Who knows? I had to nominate somebody for that task, it would be Colin. He's the one with the acting experience. I don't think I can use my spin identity right now because I'm in another recursion. That's a type ability, I believe. So you should be able to. Oh. But if with the beetle we can just input that one of us is the representative, we might be able to skirt the security checkpoints better than before. Not having to worry about getting fucking shot at or something is my biggest concern. That is a legitimate concern. In that case, if we're relying on Colin's acting ability to prepare himself to be one of the potential representatives, we would want Colin to have as much information as possible on the group he's pretending to be a part of. Oh, that's not a problem. I'm trained in geography. <laughs> Beautiful. Bell, would you be able to give him as much of a rundown on Rook as possible? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm not an expert myself, but I can certainly do my best. All right, I think that's our best plan of action at this point. <sighs> All right, then, Colin. We're going to sit down and have a little quiz time here. Serge, would you like to come with me to gather some snacks so that the crew is well-fed before the heist? Uh, yes, it, it will be... I won't have the this device done by tonight anyway, but, you know, uh, I assume you will all sleep first. But yes, I, I, will, I will come help find snacks with you. You'll likely be able to function better on a full stomach anyways. It's easy to forget how much food affects bodies. Yes. Yes, it is. All right. This is Nav's extremely clever and very subtle way to get Surge out of the room. With (laughs) Nav. So subtle. Alone. Never would have picked up on this. For a private conversation, which, I mean, we could either record now or do another time depending on exactly how private we want to keep it from people i don't know that's kind of up to you honestly because uh we've been getting some fun things for for bell uh lately and i don't know i think it could be fun for uh at least players to get a, a taste perhaps i was leaning towards that anyways besides i wasn't gonna make things super explicit Let's go. I need a taste of this backstory. <laughs> All right. So we're we're going to get snacks. Is anybody yeah. picking up on some vibes between Nav and Serge? <laughs> <laughs> Belle was sipping on like some sort of just like drink and instantaneously chokes. 
having flashbacks to Pete's co- uh, the, the clone Pete's comet before. <coughs> hey, you all right? Uh, you must be sh- shaken up from uh, that whole. Uh... Yeah, wait. I miss mean to ask what like actually happened back there. I mean, I told I found Surge, and you heard all about that. But uh, what what were you guys up to? Uh, just, you know, kind of glances at the, the second Peter of, like, how, uh, Peter, how much are you gonna give away, you bastard? Second, Clone <laughs> Pete does not pick up on this at all. Oh, yeah, we, like, <laughs> met, like, an old, I think, work associate of Bell's, but I'm not gonna lie, I, I'm not a good, I, I'm not a good, like, gauge of this, but I think he had a crush on her. Ooh, was he pretty? Yeah, like, really pretty. Like, I mean, I'd, like, disarmingly so. Like, I'd date him, but wait, hey, hey, first of all, no, no like, coming in between your colleague slash friend's... Uh, there pretend- is d- d- no coming in between, okay? Uh, j- Second of all, do we even like guys? Uh, d- do we? we? Do we like girls? Do we? <laughs> Pete discovering he's asexual. Meanwhile, <laughs> Bella's Bella's now standing, looking like to, like just like a red faced and losing her shit. Just we we're not we're not dating anymore. Okay, we split a long time ago. All right, it's. <laughs> Oh. oh my god, you guys are the fucking worst. Nev is missing all of the fucking hot goss. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I imagine you'll get filled in. Meanwhile. <laughs> yeah. Pan away. Time for some other hot goss. I've only now just realized I'm not entirely certain what shops that sell food look like on this recursion. You've been here longer than me, so could you please lead the way on that? Uh, yes, uh, I can jack into the, uh, the all song and get directions rather quickly. Shouldn't be, take right. me but a moment. He jacks in and finds a, a, a place that sells food that is edible at a home instead of at a, at the place that it is served. All right. I suppose you're not quite oblivious enough to have missed that, that I've gotten you out here for a purpose. Yes, I I gathered. I I really I was hoping to perhaps talk with you as well. N- nothing yes. specific, just just I had I believe the term is vibes. <laughs> You're from the galaxies, aren't you? Yes, that is correct. Uh surgeon as as you navigator <laughs> as this was mentioned. Yes. I, I knew a navigator once. Um, That's not terribly surprising. No. Look, you've been very helpful to us, and I apologize if I've been especially brusque, although brusque is at least somewhat part of my nature. I haven't been back and I, mm, that is on purpose. And I just need to ask a favor of you. Uh, sure. Uh, how how long 
has it been, may I, may I ask? A few years. Oh. Uh, were you sparked when th- things went upside down? Well, they went upside down for me, but I haven't been paying a- much attention to what's going on there. I I got lost in the in the strange and I got found by the by the estate and they they let me join their organization and I I don't want my friends to know what I to know your origins just please don't be too specific (sighs) I understand Thank you. And Uh, also, don't be too specific about yourself, because they will connect those dots, even if it doesn't seem obvious to you. Ah. Uh, hmm. There there may have been some things that I've said already that were... I, I will do my best. Thank you. I have not been out for quite as long, but, um... Uh, you are unaware of the state of our origin? Is there something I should be aware of? <laughs> uh, it, it, the galaxy has... Uh, uh, it is in a rather unique position now, out in the Chaos Sphere. It's still there, to be fair. That you have to qualify that is somewhat concerning. Yes, the my friends, my former, former, current, part-time crew members have apparently made some trips there in the interim. But uh, I suppose the what might call a cataclysm may have jostled. That would have been traumatic. Do you really want to know? Nav kind of stares off in this distance for a bit. Maybe another time. I think we might all be better off focusing on the here and the now, as they say. Hmm. But... I do want to know. Just after this. I see. All right. Uh, I shall refrain from letting on to your friends and colleagues. I appreciate that. Also, do you have a more normal sense of taste than I do? Because I can't determine what is and isn't spicy to normal people, and I need help (laughs) with this selection. I I don't know your... Perhaps we could do some experiments. I do like an experiment. Because I haven't met... I haven't had time to interact in, you know, a flesh vessel with someone else who has little experience... Regarding taste, I I do have a stronger spice tolerance than most, it would seem. That's fascinating. 
Nav starts picking out things of extremely varying flavors so that they can <laughs> go back home and essentially do comparison taste tests. I didn't expect this, but I am actually quite glad to have met another person who is new to being a person. It is interesting. It is... I rather enjoy it. And Nav has, a, has, has something resembling a smile. And then we're going to return with the snacks. <gasps> Mantis munchies! <laughs> Grabs one specific thing from the pile. Yes! Fuck, I haven't fa- seen these in so long. We grabbed a large assortment for the sake of flavor profiles. Honestly, not bad. Uh, just, okay, Nav, I know you have a spice tolerance. Not everyone does. So just, uh, okay, um, look, anyone who isn't Nav spice tolerance level, do not go for the beetle bites. Nav opens a beetle bite, takes a bite, and then gives one immediately to Surge. Surge takes it, bites into it. What the fuck? <laughs> See, Belle, I told you, vibes. Does does Nav react in any way to this thing? Hmm. That's quite pleasant. They just have another. Uh, Surge kind of, whew, that, whew, that has quite the kick. This is rather tasty, but, uh, oh, and takes another. <laughs> Y'all fucking built different, bye. <laughs> it just kind of goes back to the couch. <laughs> Y'all, we are literally built different. <laughs> Bella right. has no idea. <laughs> well, now I'm curious. Colin takes one of them and just no. like, Col- like sets a hand dramatically on his shoulder. Colin, I care about you. Don't do this. <laughs> and he puts it down. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Pete will be like, well, don't mind if I do. And, uh... <laughs> Pete! <laughs> Pete, no! Pete! <laughs> I wonder if the Pete's have the same tastes. What has happened to Pete? <laughs> <laughs> do, do a spice roll. <laughs> it is extremely spicy, but how do you handle it? You know, I haven't really given Pete any backstory on his spice tolerance, so let's make a roll. I I know that you did consume something of a similar spice. Oh, you had, actually, we had a conversation about this early on. You had snacks that you got some special spicy stuff from some guy you knew. Some special salsa. Back alley salsa. Uh, and some of it was ultra spicy for Nav that like you acquired for and you tried some and like just about imploded so <laughs> and i got a four <laughs> yeah yeah you fucking implode your your pass out <laughs> i imagine pete crying from it and just eyes red and is just in so much spice pain that mm-hmm. clone pete starts crying too just from the psychic <laughs> whiplash pete just freezes up clone pete taps him on the shoulders like is it good <laughs> just keels over. Okay. Oh, oh god. Oh god. Why? Colin like takes him by like an arm around the shoulder and like walks him over to the bathroom. <laughs> okay, buddy. Let's. I can feel my teeth. 
Yep. We lost a good man today. Well, we have a backup. <laughs> Why does this qualified as food? <laughs> we told you not to. I tried to warn you, man. Navigate's more. Wow, I guess I can't really handle spice all that well. Uh, it, do I have taste buds? I suspect these are designed for someone with a low ability to taste. Uh, there are many cyborgs in this recursion. Yeah, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Okay, but like, what about me, though? I'm from the circassian. I probably could handle it. J you're a, y you are still genetically P. It would be an interesting experiment. Yes, that would be scientifically more accurate to see if genetics is the main driver of taste. Perhaps because this Pete hasn't ever had any food, he has no gauge for it. It would be entertaining to see how he reacts. Oh, guys, we we know how this is going to go. Do we? Do we? I really think we do. You know, normally I'd be on your side, Belle, but I think this would be really funny to watch. <laughs> Why? Oh, God. There are, like, so many questions about clone dynamics, and, like, I am a clone, and I'm sure, like, once my, uh, once other me is done, I... Whatever he's going on, he didn't look like he was having a great time. We'd we'd be able to share experiences, like compare notes. Uh, oh man, this is this is great writing material. All right, well, do we have another one of these things? Nav hands the bag over. Hi. Belle just sits with her mantis munchies, which does have cyb uh, cyborg tongue, and is just happily munching away as these like create little sparks in her mouth. Ooh, are those Crunchipedes? No, ma Mantis Munchies. The Crunchipedes, uh, those actually make, like, uh, okay, it sounds kind of gross. They make an ooze come out of your eyes, but it's really moisturizing. Oh, that would explain why those were in the facial goods instead of the food. I mean, they're kind of both. They taste fucking good. In fairness, there was some blurriness between those aisles. Hey, that's the beauty of Rook. You can get one thing that does 20 different things. Hell, these sparks are cleaning my teeth, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good, a good line. For the record, Clone Pete's reaction was to eat it, get halfway through, oh, this isn't so bad, and then he just passes out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we want to be done? I would actually like one thing before we go. Mantis munchies? Not quite. Uh, as everybody's just kind of like, you know, playing around with things, Belle kind of steps out for a moment. Just like, gonna go get some air, steps out, and just off to the side of the front of the house, pulls out the uh, little orb she'd gotten, the other cipher she'd gotten from Nail, the uh, one-person escape cipher. Holds it, stares at it, turns it over in her hand, tosses it in the gutter. <laughs> no one left behind this time. Heads back into the house. March 4th, 2009, Dr. Hassan's comments on Nexus stabilization. Now that we have all had a bit of time to recover, I am very excited to begin digging into the data from the first Nexus opening. 
Having modern instruments and being ready for its release of energies gave us quite the advantage over our previous circumstances and even former homeowners. Just from preliminary analysis, I believe we have enough data to stabilize this side of the Nexus and provide imprecise guidance to its free end by next week. I am so curious to see the so-called recursive facility that Nav visited. What secrets are hidden there? What knowledge was sealed away? Ah, but I'm getting ahead of myself. First, make the Nexus safer travel. Perhaps we can build some kind of anchor for the Nexus's free side they aim at. But how do we place it? For occasional announcements regarding this production, you can follow us on Twitter at DiceWeavePod or at diceweave.tumblr.com. Colin Thulis is played by Nathan Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at BertNerdTram. Nav is played by Mackenzie Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at KenziePhoenix. Peter Bardwell is played by Will Leet. Sarah Bell Wilson is played by Valkyrie Bradford. I'm Lexi Conwell, your host, game master, and editor. I can be found on Twitter at Conwell underscore Alex or on Facebook at Lexi Conwell Creative. The original music used in this production was composed by Lexi Conwell. Some of this music can be found on SoundCloud at Lexi Conwell Creative with additional music from Fractal Skies on Spotify. The logo for Diceweave was created by Allison Healy, who can be found on Facebook at Allison M. Healy Illustrator. The role-playing system and setting used for this production is Monty Cook Games' The Strange, an official setting of the Cypher system with additional world-building by the cast of Diceweave.